Welcome to the DHG podcast series with a focus on life beyond numbers with topics about people, careers and flexibility. And now, here's your host, our Director of Corporate Communications and All Things Fun, Alice Gray Harrison. Hello and welcome back to another episode of our DHG podcast series. I'm Alice Gray Harrison, your host, And I really love this venue because we get to hear from our people about the things that matter the most to them, flexibility, careers, and people. Today, I am lucky enough to have James Kroll with me. He is a manager in our risk advisory group out of New York, and we're talking today about one of my favorite subjects and something I'm very passionate about, and that is philanthropy. James is the uh, founding president of a a nonprofit called Crawfish for Cancer, and they host events all over the country to raise money and awareness for cancer research. And James, welcome. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Thanks. Well, we're glad to have you on our podcast series about this most important endeavor that um, that you're involved with. So. You've been with DHG for not too terribly long. How in the world did you land at DHG? Yeah, so I joined in December. Um, I came over from Ernst Young in the New York office. I um, was really excited about the opportunity to help grow a new office and all the excitement that's involved in that. And came over through a referral from uh, one of our DHG, um, someone I went to business school with. And so that's how I ended up. Very good. And what exactly do you do for DHG? Uh, so I work in the risk advisory space and um, risk compliance. Uh, my client is one of the bulge bracket investment banks. We're doing documentation. I specifically do op- operational risk um, documentation for their CCAR stress tests right now. Very interesting. But more interesting than that is your life outside of DHG and your work with Crawfish for Cancer. So uh, let's start with um, maybe you could share with us what was your inspiration for founding um, this organization? Sure. So I grew up in Mississippi and had been going to Crawfish Boils most of my life and went to college and kept having those parties in the spring and kind of became the crawfish guy um, <laughs> same time. And at the same time, my father had had uh, cancer. He had multiple myeloma. And uh, as I got older, I realized that I had we had this established event that we could leverage in order to affect that uh, my father having cancer. So kind of put two and two, and two together and started the charity. Wow. Clearly, you have a, a very entrepreneurial spirit inside. So I grew up in the South as well. I'm sure all of you can tell by my thick Southern accent. And I grew up going to shrimp boils. So I went to my first crawfish boil in college. And I'm sure there are lots of listeners who have no clue what a crawfish boil is. Why don't you share with us exactly what goes on at a crawfish boil? Um, Well, it's pretty simple. It's probably pretty similar to a shrimp boil, but probably a little bit spicier, I think. You know, it's out of New Orleans and Louisiana, and it's it's just like you think it is. It's crawfish that you eat, and you you boil them up with a a lot of spices, corn, potato, sausage, and sit around and eat them, kind of community spirit. Um, There's a lot of, just like a shrimp boil, there's a lot of uh, peeling involved, Um, so it takes some time to get a lot, to get full on it, but... Um, it's just a really good excuse to have sit outside and uh, eat with friends and have a couple drinks and listen to music. 
Yeah, it's a it's a great fun thing to do, especially in the spring before it gets too hot and in the fall. Love love doing that. So what exactly is your vision for continuing? Well, I guess I should start with where are you today with this organization in terms of where these events are held and what's your vision for the future? Sure. Um, well, we started out, the first one was in New York about eight years ago. And our first event, we raised $1,000. And then last year, we raised 125000 And now we have them all over. So we have, we're going to have nine events this year all the way from Boston to Charleston to Atlanta to Chicago, New York, D.C., San Francisco, L.A., and Charlotte. So we're going to be all over this country. That is, And so the goal for moving forward is try not to expand too quickly, but as we – I tend to meet people that are interested in throwing events in different cities and finding people that are going to spearhead that for me. We've developed a pretty – good franchise model to be able to help them do that. So basically, in these different locations, you have, I'm going to really simplify this, but a guide on how you would throw this, and there's local committees, I guess, that pull the or, the event together? That's exactly right. We'll find a, we generally find a, a director, somebody who's going to spearhead it, and then we have them put together a committee. We have a national committee that um, kind of advises those folks, and we forward to them over a bunch of spreadsheets, as you can imagine, being <laughs> consultants, and uh, send them some spreadsheets and some other stuff, and uh, and we go from there. It's a, I mean, at the same time, it's pretty simple. You get a venue, you get a band, and you bring in the crawfish, and that's about it. Well, I've done lots of events, and there's nothing simple about an event that brings in that many people to raise money. You make it sound very easy, and I know that there are lots of logistics that go into this. I mean, just the sheer fact that you've got to get live crawfish transported all over the country. What would you say that is your greatest lesson that you've learned so far about team management um, through your work with this group? Team management, it's, I think it's really about, you know, if you got a great team, they're easy to manage, right? And it's it's about finding the right people and the people that are motivated for the right reasons and who are really excited about helping. Mm-hmm. And once you have people that do that, then everything else gets, you know, a lot easier. And so it's really about trying to find the right folks that are, you know, are want to do it for want to help with cancer research essentially and it doesn't you know whatever the task is they'll take care of it because they're excited about the bigger mission very good so how do you balance your demanding schedule here at dhg and then this great work that you're doing outside of dhg well dhg is what i do during the day and then i do uh, crawfish for cancer at night i probably do 45 minutes every night and so you space that out over the year it works pretty well very good. I think, you know, I think that's one of the interesting things about DHG and, and our culture, uh, enabling our people to have the flexibility to really be able to pursue some of their passions like this. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners that we haven't covered? Something about the event where perhaps they can get more information? Sure. If you go to crawfishforcancer.org. You'll see all our events and our background and lots and lots of pictures of people eating crawfish. And I'll also tell you all the different cities that we're in. Like I said, we'll be we'll be all over. So if, if you go on there and look, you can find the events. They're starting April 16th in Charleston and going to sh- Chicago on 
June 28th and then the fall in San Francisco and LA. But so if you go on there, that'll be great. And then also our Facebook page is pretty active. Um, we do most of our communication probably through there. So if you just uh, search for Crawfish for Cancer on Facebook, it'll show up pretty well. And go ahead and like us, and you'll get all the notifications you can imagine. <laughs> um, and then we have an Instagram, Crawfish for Cancer as well, and Twitter and all that. So um, if you go ahead and, if you search it on Google, you'll be able to find it, I think. And then from there, I want to just highlight that. Um, so what we do is we just raise the money, and then we donated actually to the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, which is a pretty elite foundation in the country. It's one it has one of the highest guide star ratings. And what they do is they fund research and the exciting thing that they've been able to do is up until last year there were two drugs for multiple myeloma and this year or this past fall, they got ten new drugs approved by the FDA. So they've been doing great things and we're happy to be able to support them. That's fantastic. Well, James, it was such a pleasure talking with you and learning about Crawfish for Cancer, and we're excited to have you on our DHG team, and um, it, and it was really just great to hear about your life beyond numbers. Well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Yes, and thank you all for listening to Life at DHG, our premier podcast series. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll tell your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our DHG blog for more great stories about our life beyond numbers. Join us next time for another edition of Life at DHG. 